Hi and welcome to the School Should Be podcast, a chance to hear from students, teachers and professionals to learn about all the things school should be. My name is Zahara and I am the founder of School Should Be. I've worked in schools for the past 10 years in a variety of roles from a classroom teacher to an education consultant. Schools are clouded by so many barriers, however my experience has shown me it is possible to overcome social and economic hurdles, archaic curriculum structures and be part of the unlearning process that our students and teachers need now more than ever. This podcast will explore a variety of themes, topics and viewpoints, all of which can make school a better place for students and teachers. I hope it helps you learn and smile along the way too. Please do leave a review, share and help us grow the School Should Be community. Right, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the School Should Be um, podcast. I'm really excited today to be joined by Charlotte Lockhart. Hi Charlotte. Hi, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Very good indeed, very good indeed. Calling um, and speaking to you all from the sunny summer of New Zealand. I, well, yeah, I was just going to, it's pouring down with rain over here. Uh, <laughs> so it's complete opposite. Um, and I'm really grateful for Charlotte's time today. Charlotte is CEO and co-founder of the Four Day Work Week, um, a now global foundation which supports and funds research, um, pilot programs, companies, practices, policies um, on the future of work, effectively um, advocating the philosophy of a four-day work week. Um, and you work alongside Andrew Barnes, who is who is the or who was also co-founder um, of the four-day work week, which is now being um, piloted in the UK in England. Yes. Um, and well, the UK, the whole, the whole, the whole UK. UK. Yes, yeah, sorry, Not the UK. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, all the UK. <laughs> so if you are interested, um, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today, but specifically about how a four day week could be of great benefit to the school structure here. Um, and before we kind of get into the nitty gritty, Charlotte, I'd love to know a bit more about your journey in terms of your work life and how it kind of led to founding the four-day work week yes well we um we launched a four-day weekend perpetual guardian our company here in new zealand and and uh, i guess pretty much everybody on your call will have um will have heard about that and this that was back in 2018 um and it was um an international success which was quite surprising to us um we we thought we might get a little bit of media attention in new zealand and um you know and a few sort of people connecting in but actually we ended up with this absolutely global response and what that told us was is it, that, that that you know that we were onto something that, that the way we are working now or then because let's face it there we've post-pandemic we've got a very different then and now uh, but the way we were working then wasn't fit for purpose and there were lots of people that were struggling with how they were going to do it and it mostly in that space and you guys will have been on the same journey it was around um, how do you do possibly some remote or you know in teaching obviously how how do you have flex working mm. and, and and lots of places started you know going down pathways of having flex and they found that that worked and didn't work and and, and like for a lot of companies, FlexWorks flex work was something you could opt into, but you only opted into it if your employer said that it was a good idea. Your, your direct 
line manager. And if your line manager thought it was a good idea, then arguably you would be able to do it. But um, if your line manager didn't like the idea, then people often didn't even ask. Yeah. So so we so we so so we started having all these conversations around the world. And so we ended up creating four day week global as this conversation bucket really to to you know hold and and provide some structure to those conversations and also collect together all of the other people who were talking about it too so the UK has quite an active uh four-day week uh campaign as you're probably aware and they're one of our partners on this in this UK pilot um and so it was about how do we actually collect those so we've created a uh, an equivalent in the US and there's an equivalent uh, in, a, in a number of different countries around the world. And it's about supporting them and supporting research um, and, and, and encouraging companies along. And through that journey, it became very clear. So Andrew and I are having millions of conversations with mm. people. He wrote a book because we can't drink that much coffee. <laughs> Please read the book. Um, yes. and, uh, um, and, and so that, but what became clear was that we really needed to be doing group sessions because then that way we can impact on, on a lot of people all at once. And so here we are now, group session number three in the UK. I, and it's like you said, when you just said like, please read the book, because when I first came across the book, it, the book and then the information sessions, which people can sign up to. Um, although they are like, I think you, they're all fully subscribed. Yeah. So but we will we will talk we will talk, have a further conversation about access to those later for sure yeah. um but the book kind of puts you in the it helps you to it helps take um us along your journey in a way mm. from a mm. strategic standpoint mindset standpoint people management like you said it ultimately it can come down to those practical conversations which you have to have with your line manager and if you don't feel like your line manager is someone who would support something which is quite it is still regarded as very innovative very progressive very new um to what we're all used to which is the five-day working week it can feel a bit like well conversation conversation has been shut down before it's even had yes well I think I think the interesting thing about it and when you're talking to your bosses it, you've got to look at what are we trying to create now the you know for a, a company not a school obviously mm. but a school school to a certain extent has different just the company has things that's measured on and generally for a for a business that's profit yeah it's about productivity uh for a school obviously it has things that it's measured on um, and so the question just becomes, how do we become agile thinkers around how do we deliver what we're being measured on uh, in a different way? And then at a much larger macro level, you know, are we being measured on the right things? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. you know, and this is, I think, one of the things. So first and foremost, we as the, the pandemic has given us this opportunity to reboot our thinking and we really need to redesign how what is the society that we want and, and people should stand up and 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 ask for this and advocate for it because if you're not going to ask for it no one's going to give it to you I mean yes okay there are a few businesses out there with great mind great great leaders who are you know jumping on board with this already but if you want it in your organization then you're going to need to lead a conversation so the conversation needs to understand that the business leaders or the, the, the leaders of your school, whatever, have certain things that they are measured on. And so what you need to do is address those things. Mm. 
and actually add into that what are the things that we're trying to trying to 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 to, to achieve and we know through research that 75 percent of teachers do want a four-day week and I would pick that actually the 25% that don't generally sit in the mindset of, I'm not even sure how we'd make it work. So I'm not mm. even going to apply my mind to thinking it. I mean, let's face it, no one wants to work. And we're not talking about cutting pay. We're talking about, we're talking about a process which is designed to improve mental health and well-being and stress, uh, improve the environment. But it's designed to improve everything. And but people often think, well, if I'm going to be working less time, it's just going to make it worse. And so therefore they don't, they can't imagine what that might look like. And so therefore often we find the people that 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 don't really want it, um, uh, you know, just don't have that ability to understand. Um, Henry Ford has a phrase, well, he's attributed as saying, mm-hmm. whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you are right. And so therefore it is, as you said, it's about our thinking. And we know that what we're doing now isn't working. Our education system isn't working. It's not working for the pupils and it's not working for the teachers. Um, And so how do we rejig how do we how do we rejig that with agile thinking and working through th- with the parameters that we have because like you've got you know re- required number of teaching hours and days and so there are some there are some 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 issues around how that is done for most schools I mean obviously there are some schools that fall outside the free schools fall outside mm. of the criteria but the criteria itself doesn't necessarily force you to not do that and so it comes down to how are you going to work through your process but it's a collaboration and it's not I was going to say it's not an overnight change either is it it's something that like you said it has to be built into the strategy to the vision to like you said looking at what is it that we're trying to achieve as in this case a school Um, And what are the requirements for exams, for teachers, for student learning, student future? Um, I'm just thinking of like my own background within teaching, but where do we want the students to go? And ultimately, I find it really interesting that, like you said, the world is so many, you know, countries and businesses are taking up the four day work week, this idea of post pandemic hybrid work, um, flex. Uh, and and we're already breaking away from that nine to five five day or sometimes seven day burnout and and therefore we need the education the schooling system to reflect what students are going to be going into in the future is their work environment absolutely and what their parents are experiencing in their work environments and just you know I get quite a lot of people go, oh, the young ones these days, they just don't want to work as hard. <laughs> I'm like, great, fantastic. I'm Gen X, my generation and the baby boomers, we all work far too much. Don't copy what we did. Mm. Um, you know, as humans, we, um, we want for generations uh, that come, you know, for our children, we always want what's better, a better life. For our children that's what we're you know we, we hear about that in my parents work to give me a better life mm-hmm. um well but in the 21st century what is a better life because let's face it we've you know and not and this is not universal I totally understand that but pretty much we've nailed 
housing, food, clothes, even getting our people off to education, right? We've, we've kind of nailed some of the core things that parents might want, access to university, you know, all those things that previous generations, I want my children to have better. Well, but what is the new better? Isn't the new better having time, time to look after your health, time to eat properly and exercise and, you know, just uh, basically be human time to engage with your community time with your own children when you if when you have children because let's face it that's also less and less time with any life partners that you might want to have and time to uh, engage in civil duties I mean you we look at back and you know to when the 40-hour work week was brought in where our society was constructed quite differently we um, had um, mum stayed at home pretty much. Dad went to work. He didn't work terribly far from home. Um, and then we, you know, so mum was doing the, all the home stuff and the community stuff. And dad would maybe do something like rotary or some, you know, something in the community uh, uh, in his free time. And then family meals and evenings and weekends and holidays weren't about whether there was wi-fi or not mm. and you know no one's on their phones parents and kids and no one's on laptops and no one's having to I'll oh, just clear my email so I don't go back to something you know I don't go back to a ton of emails so time away from work was clearly defined and what we have now of course is that with so much of the remote stuff we're doing that that's really pulled out the work day because my laptop is always on the corner of my desk or my kitchen um, bench and so I can quickly clear some emails or quickly do a little bit of um, student assessment or all the things that teachers do that's not just the teaching thing um, it we can do it now this is flexible great but of course when it extends out it's not so great so what we talk to companies about when we're talking about reducing the, uh, the reducing work time is actually how do we have put boundaries around what is work time? So if you're going to continue having flex, making sure we've got those boundaries, but also how do we communicate that with our um, with 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 our key stakeholders, and that's the parents, and it's the community, and it's the you know the school board and the school and the school the the the, um, the, the, the incredible infrastructure yeah. that 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 a school sits within, because I think you kind of touched on it very briefly. But what we need to do first and foremost is understand what schools are for, mm. and it's about creating a future for a child. So 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 let, what's the future? What's that? What is that? Is it a world where they? work long hours and have long commutes and don't you know we already have problems with obesity in the younger generations mm. we already have problems with people not knowing where their food comes from not knowing how to relax not knowing how to do anything not playing sport um, and some of that comes down to the children not having the time the teachers not having the time the parents not having the time I mean, you're only going to take your child to sport if you've got time to do it. Mm. Your child's generally only going to engage with sport other than at school um, if someone takes them, right? Uh, 
Yeah. Someone signs them up. Someone enrolls them. Someone buys them their uniform for it. Someone, you know, there's there's so much associated with all of that. So as a society, it's really important for us to actually look at what are we trying to to, to create. That's really interesting, actually, because I think like as you were talking that having worked in schools from as a teacher and then also from a leadership perspective for over a decade I you it takes a lot of not just grit but discipline to craft your own boundaries as a teacher which isn't something that's actually taught you know like you walk into this I guess in any industry you walk into the nine to five or like you said 40 hour work week um, or more and then if you want to craft your own well-being timetable or not even just well-being timetable, it could be opportunities to, to learn or to, to develop as a, as, a, as a professional. And you have to, it takes time to put that in place. And that's, that's problematic as well, because on an equitable standpoint, everybody has different responsibilities. Everybody's got a different life experience. Like you said, you know, if you're um, a parent or a caregiver, if you're a single parent or a caregiver, there's a there's a whole other there's a, that's a whole other area to explore. Um, and then if you do now have, like you said, you, our phones are effectively now just constantly working 24 seven for so long, I guess pre-pandemic especially, we'd think we're being more efficient by 24 seven checking our emails on our phone or for me from a teaching perspective responding to students straight away or sending my boss that message at the beginning of the you know first the first thing you do when you wake up early in the morning um yep. you know you, you so you, you like you said we've extended that work day thinking that's flex but actually it's having more of an impact on burnout and a detrimental impact on people burning out that you know over here in the UK anyway like staff turnover within teaching retention within the industry it's tough like it's really hard now to recruit and retain um teachers because of the workload and, and how uneconomic is that yes. for a school right absolutely it's, just, it's it's so 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 you know when you when you're talking to your your school bosses it's about actually how do we create the workplace where no teacher that we want to keep mm. um no teacher wants to leave um and so what what is that and by giving them um, those boundaries around time and, and 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 again what are we teaching the children I mean if we teach children that are being always on you know we're, yeah. we're accusing them of not um you know of you know having this flicker mindset and and they, they can't concentrate on anything and they've you know there's always this short attention span but we're modeling it absolutely no and it makes we, so because we because we don't, um, you know, we don't go, I will send that message to my leader after 8.30. Mm -hmm. I will um, not, you know, it's my workday is finished now and I will not deal with it. And we've forgotten how to just have little pads around with a little to-do list going, right, I'll just make a note to, um, we can put it in our phone, but then that, well, I might as well, if I'm going to put it in my phone, might as well actually send Do the email. It. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, and I you pad going right to do tomorrow email mrs so-and-so about such and such yeah you know and no it makes a 
things that our parents did, you know, um, to, to those, they carried around a physical diary, for goodness sake. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not saying we necessarily, you know, stop doing some of that, but, but it's about, you know, what are we teaching the young ones if we're going to model it ourselves? No, and that makes a lot of sense. And it was actually on another recent podcast I was listening to um, with uh, Stephen Bartlett and um, I think Johanna Hari, who actually met mm-hmm. Andrew Barnes. And they were talking about um, burnout, attention span, attention deficit. And one of the things um, that they talked about on the podcast is um, the success and the need for the four day work week. And when he was asked at the end, uh, when uh, Stephen Bartlett asked um, Johanna Hari at the end of the podcast, what are the three things you would recommend to not to, to, to parents really and to young people um, and to employers? Like, how do we get back our attention? How do we get back our focus and our productivity? Um, he said, you've got to get put in place the four-day work week um and it was interesting because it was at that point that you know you were coming over to the UK and we were messaging about doing this podcast and I found it really interesting because there are lots of within education so over here in the UK um the department for education specifies that students have to be in school for a specific amount of days I think it's uh, well it's between 190 yeah 190 to 195 um and that, interestingly, like whenever you read a media article about a school that has adopted um, a 4.5 day week or is no. adopting flex, that sentence is always right at the end of the article as if to say, well, you might be doing this, but government and the DFE says you still need to make sure kids are in schools for 195 days and I think going back to what you said about that 25% of um, teachers or education professionals I think they perhaps look at that and see it as a blocker but perhaps if we were to work towards saying okay ultimately let's reevaluate how do we teach students especially with hybrid learning and you know COVID leading to more online learning Mm. how do Mm. we adapt not overnight it's not an overnight process but how do we collate data because you're the four-day work week and when I when I attend um from the book and then from attending one of your pilot sessions recently it is very much rooted in tangible data like it's not it's not just a soft skill of like it's not just you know this is something that's nice to have like you were saying that that I think that approach is really interesting that you know you from a business perspective you root it in productivity you root it in output recruitment retention saving money and schools can do the same yeah look the reality is what we reckon what we're saying with the with the Four day. We call ourselves the four-day week, work, work week, work, four-day week because it's catchy. Every company kind of understands, but realistically, what we're talking about is reducing work hours. Yeah, and so it might look differently, and and it does look differently. And even in Perpetual Guardian, we don't work a four-day week. We actually work a thirty-two-hour week. So, right. um, but at its heart, it is a program that analyzes your purpose, your productivity, or what? Why are you there? And and then it looks at what are all the things that you do during the week, day, month, year, 
that uh, that that so all the things you do, and then it looks at well so these things don't actually work towards that target, mm -hmm. and these things we could do more efficiently, or these things uh, we we need to do more of, and it actually focuses a business into uh, or an organization into why it's there and how it's going to deliver what it needs what why it's you know deliver deliver on its purpose and through that you get all of the hacks that you know all of the little productivity hacks that are specific to your organization that feed into your individual needs and so you know we can't close our doors on a friday great well let's look at finding a way we can reduce work time that means we're not just closing for a day we, um, you know, so in schools, it's, it's again, it's looking at, well, you know, what is, what is the outcome that you're wanting? And, and, and yes, okay, so we've got this 190, 195 days. At some point, that will possibly need to change. But unless we are challenging ourselves mm. on a journey towards that, so for example, getting down to a four and a half day week, the government's not going to do anything because there's no need. Right, but actually, with a stroke of a pen, they could drop that down to 170 or whatever. They could abandon it and just say, "You must achieve these." Because actually, having children in school for a number of days isn't actually an educational outcome. No, it's not. No, absolutely, right? no, it's, it's not. a measure of time. It's, it's time. saying, yeah. you yeah. must babysit yeah. these minors." absolutely all this amount of time so their parents can work for an equivalent amount of time is realistically all that a time measure does it's a it's a sledgehammer approach to something that we need a little tack nail for and tech nail hammer for mm -hmm. so it's it, it, it you know it's it's about how do we rethink and so if we decide that as a society, we want a better planet, better equity, better this, better that, all of the things that actually reduce our working health. But, but what is the society we want? Post-pandemic, what is the society that we want? You know, we get um, people saying, you know, I don't want to work as hard as I did before, but then we're working longer hours and, and I've got the flex that I wanted, but now how do I reframe my attitude towards work? Um, how do we have use the benefit of, of the of of what we already know um, things like deep work mm. how do we bring deep work into the school environment you know in a way that's appropriate for children um, and how do we encourage additional learning without necessarily counting hours so so I mean obviously we're gonna to have to count some but you know how do we do it without counting hours so and so this just requires a little bit of agile thinking and it's you know if and it's often sort of say so if you've got every teacher and every school board together in a room pretty large room <laughs> um and you said right people we aren't we want to just reduce down to a 32 hour work week in the school system are you telling me that you couldn't come up with a solution? Mm. You know, when people say it can't be done in education, that's what you're saying. You're saying the collective mind of a whole pile of very clever people cannot come up with a solution. That means that we can provide a quality education in less time. 
and that's the kind of power of diverse thinking isn't it like like you said bringing those voices together to come up with the the solution like uh, like a solution or have a like-minded approach that you you have this uh, you have a target which is that we want to increase productivity in schools we want results um to kind of keep going up you know we know that the there are so many areas elements to the four-day work week which I think could be applied to schools even in terms of helping us reevaluate the curriculum reevaluate mm. what exactly do we teach what are we preparing um, our students for post-pandemic being the most diverse generation in history how are we going to the fact that so many more especially parents and caregivers are leaving the workplace to become entrepreneurs to start their own businesses purely because they need the flex purely because you know and I, I, I did that at one point like and in fact now I still do flex my work around you know I've been asked to go full-time by employers before and I'm like no I need to have that three to four day working week so that I am able to manage my well-being and therefore I will be more productive for you I will get better outcomes for you and I think that mindset isn't an overnight change like we're saying but it is like you said bringing that kind of hive mind together and yeah. to be able to discuss okay what's the purpose of school what are what's our agenda how do we increase recruitment ret um, retention how do we make the profession more attractive mm. and then the secondary element to that is that okay we then will need to relook at the curriculum that doesn't need to be i think change is quite scary in a system that is very traditional um, like I, I don't know maybe it's the same in New Zealand but over here like well, the school system is very traditional oh absolutely and I think you know I think the problem of course is that change in the school system is really it would be hard yeah and so it's like oh that's just too hard I'm not going to do that so okay this is really <laughs> and then, then 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 a new political party comes in and they go yeah we're going to do this you know? and then everybody goes off on the second and no one probably half the time that I ask the teachers um mm. <laughs> it is as is often and I'm not it's not just teaching right this we have this um around the world the c-suite and in the, in the case of bulk of the bulk of teaching course the c-suite is the government um the c-suite make all these decisions yeah. for their people and the four-day work week when we when we get people on our program is an employee-led strategy mm. so your employees look at what they're doing during the day and once we've all agreed on what our productive outcome is and we look at what are we doing during the day what can I do differently that means that what that what I'm doing is actually for the for the outcome that the company needs and so then it's 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 how is that teacher led and how is that created you know bottom up mm. and so yes change. so I am not denying it will be challenging in the school system but not because it can't be done it's because there's just all these other dis decision makers who just refuse to 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 come on the journey and so what's really important is that the schools that can do it should yeah right so absolutely. schools the three schools and the, the schools that do have that ability they should do it they should i mean get down to this four and a half hours seems to be the thing that most are doing now get down and do that let's prove that that works let's prove that the educational outcomes 
from because that's what of course what schools are there for education outcomes um from schools that do that works you know and, and we get what's required and I guess from that, so from a school, I'm just thinking of some of the questions I've been asked with regards to uh, childcare. So, for example, uh, unlike the UAE, which has, I think, recently gone to the entire 4.5 day working week, it's mm. much, you know, it, perhaps it's a bit easier in a way because the students are at school for four and a half days, parents, caregivers are at school for four and a half days. So things like childcare doesn't come up as an issue. Um, yep. Because that and, and that flows, doesn't it? Like that system is, you know, which is which is why engaging with your parent population is really important. And yeah. so you know, it might be that you have to offer some sort of non school activity for that extra half day on the yep. Friday afternoon. It might have to be, it's non-teacher time, but it might be sport. It might be, there could be a, a whole pile of things. That, but this is where, this is, I mean, and I'm not a teacher, so I can absolutely not, um, not, you know, by no means qualified to decide what other organizations might want to do. But this is where you've got to engage with your parent population. You've mm. got to say to parents, look, we, we think that this is really important. We also think that the UK is shifting to something like, like this. And we want to be at the forefront of that. We think that uh, this, is, this gives us the ability to at attract and retain great teachers, mm. which is great for your child. It means our teachers are rested and, uh, you know, and, and coming to school uh, in, a, in a place where they're able to teach mm. properly and well and so your child's going to do better out of this and, and like but you we said, have this little issue of a Friday afternoon that we need to resolve so if we agree that we want your child to do better then how do we as a collective as a community school community sort out the Friday afternoon and it is that, and I think kind of going back to what you said in one of your pilot um, programs is that the four day work week doesn't, isn't necessarily Monday to Thursday or Tuesday to Friday. It's based on a case by case organization to organization basis. So for example, from a school's perspective, depending on whether, like you said, whether it's a free school, independent school, academy, multi-academy trust over here, there are ways of perhaps using parental voice. Ultimately, parents, from my experience, they do care about their child's well-being, but primar primarily it's educational outcomes. So if a school can prove via a pilot program that the outcomes will not just be just as good, but better because of a four-day work week, psychologically a parent is more more likely to come along with you on that journey and make the changes needed or collaborate like you and equally I think that even if it like I know we've been saying 4.5 day because some schools quite rightly yeah. are, are trying to stage it equally though that extra day it can be flexed in itself like you said it could be sport mm. or it could be mm. that you know professionally there's that there's you know there's a four-day work week for teachers for students it's recreational it's them doing like entrepreneur entrepreneurial skills tech-based skills networking yeah. the possibilities yeah. are endless um, well and and, and when you take children sort of slightly outside of a school, a class environment and probably put them into some sort of more collaborative environment in that off time, 
then actually you're creating something new within the school as well. Absolutely. You know, and and <clears throat> and when we look at what you know, what is it whether we're trying to do from an from an employer perspective? And we and, and education is pretty good at this, but we, we we're trying to be a lot more inclusive. Mm. And inclusivity isn't just about color, race or creed or uh, gender or anything. It's also about ability and disability. Mm. And <clears throat> And I often sort of say, the interesting thing about people who struggle to work full time for uh, health reasons, um, they also struggle to work four days in a row as well, because that's quite a lot of time for somebody that is struggling with some sort of health, whether it be mental health or physical health or even just disability. And so, therefore, you know, I'm a big fan of Wednesdays off because, you know, yeah. let's face it, who can, you know, most people can work two days at a time. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday. And so, therefore, you're actually being a much more inclusive um, uh, employer if you can give people that sort of workplace. And you can, you can offer a full-time income to somebody who potentially can't work four or five days in a row but they can work two days in a row. And that, just to, can we quickly touch on income? Yeah. About, so you said that um, a full-time income, and that, just to clarify, because there are a lot of teachers who will work a reduced week and then their salary is prorated, but you advocate that the four-day work week is still a full-time salary. It is, because we are looking at what is the productive outcome. We're valuing why we are there. And so if productivity doesn't go down, why should your income? Absolutely. And so this is so at its heart, this is how do we keep productivity high while you go home? Not you go home and then, oh, everyone feels happier. And so productivity goes up. That's too, there's too much chance with that. You mm-hmm. actually have to put apply a program behind it. You have to be clear about what it should look like when we reduce work hours in terms of the the outcome of why we're here so that I think is 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 crucial but yes and look the fact that and let's face it it's mostly our gender we (laughs) you know we 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 when we first went down this four-day week space I had a lot of friends say oh yeah I know work I work a four-day week you know clever me and oh yes, my um, you know my one of my team leaders she she works a four day week. Clever her, you know we we we've we've got four day week people, but it's an eighty percent package. Yeah, and it's like, and and everyone goes oh yeah I don't know, I work four day week, but but I but I do the same as a full time person, and you know I oh, yeah Mrs so and so she 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 works four day week, but she gets just as much done in four days as she does as everybody else does in five. Well shame. Yeah. shame 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 we can't be paying people 80 percent for a hundred percent it's just not fair it's not right and it's just I'm sorry it's just wrong I completely agree I often say to 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 women who um who are out there you know women who you know who who, who negotiate this in very senior roles and I say stop doing that because if you don't negotiate a hundred percent package for a an 80% time role based upon your ability to deliver 100%, then how is the person who cleans your offices at night ever going to get something similar? You have to start, and people say, oh, it ends up being this two-tier thing. Well, everything starts somewhere. Mm. 
right so we just have to be very focused on the fact that this journey isn't isn't going to happen overnight yeah sure okay we could get oh, the welsh government might put in a four-day week or whatever you know but actually reality is everyone's on a journey to what reducing work hours looks like and and we need to get people on that journey to, you know if we agree that it's a it's it's a it's a it, the, all of the things that come from working less are social and economic and environmental outcomes that we want then you know what's our pathway to to that and why don't we start now mm. even just even just having these conversations, Absolutely. you know, people, all of your listeners should be, they should be thinking to themselves, you know, you know, okay, so don't go, oh, that'll never work. Because the minute you say that, you're agreeing with Henry Ford, right? If you say it can't work, it can't. If you say, how can I make that work? Or how, you know, how, what would be the little things that we can do? What are the little conversations that we can have? How do we normalize this? And I have to say, I've been normalizing it since 2018 <laughs> and I'm doing quite well with it. And I'm just one person. Andrew Barnes is just one person. You know, there are there are a few of us that are having this big conversation, but you've all heard of us now, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, and we're just we're just two people. Um, so if everyone's having this conversation and more and more people are then we normalize our thinking around it. So I challenge everyone out there who's <laughs> listening to this podcast tomorrow or today, depending on what time you're listening to the podcast, go and have a conversation with someone that is open-minded about how you might work, reduce work hours in your work environment. Absolutely, no. And that is so, and again, and the, the irony is, is like going back to what you said about Henry Ford, is that that's the mantra we sort of encourage, or we tell our students, you know, when we're yeah. trying to get them to overcome failure, to overcome blockers, we're like, anything is possible. And that can also imply, uh, that absolutely applies to the education system, changing the school structure. And also, I guess, from a teacher's perspective, being in a system that is very well oiled it's a very well it has its flaws but it's still you know it's it's fulfilling its purpose of being this well-oiled machine it works we all go to work has an agenda and you know students do well out of it some students don't I mean, there's so much that we could say about that but we need to yep. challenge it it needs to be challenged so that ultimately it works equitably for all and I think the four-day work week is like you said you and Andrew Barnes are just two people but the more people that take it on and the more representation and case studies and examples there are yeah the more likely that it would lead to national change well, exactly exactly there was an interesting article in the um in the telegraph and I've just um just published a newsletter on it um we, so, and, and there was one in the Daily Mail, quite interesting, Lord Skidelsky was published in the Daily Mail, which of course you can imagine the 
results yeah. he had. He was he was critical of it, and it, and and all the comments are like he's an idiot. Um, and so and then 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 the Telegraph published an article, and like yes, no, that we, I, we totally agree. But it it's all in that single mindset about going the fact that we 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 have to work the way we worked before, otherwise we're never going to dig ourselves out of the hole. And it's like we're in, a, you know. I get that, you know, his, history is, is 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 a strong pull, but we're in uncharted territory yeah. now. Yeah. You know, we are in. You know, the pandemic has been this generation's war. Absolutely. In terms of the impact on our society and the impact on our economy, and each time we've had, you know, after World War One, after World War Two, I mean, obviously we've had other subsequent wars, but those were the ones with the most social change at home. It's huge social change. Absolutely, yeah. Huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the kids study it in school because it's so, so significant in terms of its social change. Why can't the pandemic be the same thing? You know, um, this 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 chap in the Telegraph goes. You know, the young ones will. You know, they 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 they'll begin to think that um, long commutes to work is madness. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not the younger generation. <laughs> I think long commutes to work is madness. How is that ever a thing that we don't yeah. want for our younger generations? I do not want. I've got young adult men, they're 26 and 24. Mm. I don't want them commuting for hours to get to work. Absolutely. What is the point of that? It's uneconomic. Sure. Okay. Great British. Um, is it Great British Rail? Yes. Make <laughs> money out of putting you in seats. Um, and, you know, there's obviously an infrastructure pro- pro- problem for them if we don't fulfill them. But your boss isn't paying you to sit on a train or a bus or in traffic uh, to get to work. That's so uneconomic and unproductive time. And you develop, if you're on public transport, you develop this little community of people. You're all in you know, your cabin on the train and you all go take the seven o'clock to wherever. <laughs> <clears throat> and you have this little community of people who are not you they're not your community of choice they're just you just happen to be together and so you all say hello to each other and then you get on your phones Mm. but what if you had that two hours a day or more to spend at your sports club at some community thing where you belong um, and build your sense of neighborhood and community where you are what if what if you had more parents who had time to volunteer at school well and that and you know what I was just going to say like in terms of going back to what you're saying about if they're not commuting or if they're not working what are they doing it's just perpetuating this literally what you're saying which is that we have become not just a generation but a world that is all about quantity when it comes to work so if you're not doing if you're not um in front of a screen or doing something related to a i guess work-based monetary purpose we almost start to feel a bit anxious and we almost start to feel that we're just lazy we're not doing anything right where and 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 yet we're trying to discourage and and yet we're, we're seeing like we said we're saying just before we started to record stress levels mental health um increase issues increasing within young people and within adults and yet for some reason that joined up thinking around right we need to give people the time to step back 
rediscover life outside of work 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 and they yep. might still take the train they just might not take the train to go to work they might yeah, take the train to go to, go to london to see a show or exactly. something you know Exactly. Um, or go and eat in one of the fine restaurants that are all struggling because no one's going into London. Exactly. 50% of workers have still not got back to London. Yeah. But see, see, it's interesting. So you're talking about mental health stress. So, so I've just got the ONS um, stuff up here. So, yeah. it, it, so in the UK, we lose 38, sorry, th yeah, 38.8 million work days are lost due to work-related ill health and non-fatal workplace injuries. Mm -hmm. So that was 2019, 2020. So prior to the, effectively prior to the pandemic, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so that's 39, 38.8. So 39 million workdays. And they are, it, it broke it up. On average, each person suffering took 17.6 days off work. Mm -hmm. So that's more than your sick allowance, right? Mm -hmm. 9.1 for injuries so and and obviously if people are less stressed and and better at work they will injure themselves less mm -hmm. so that's that's obviously fairly easy to understand um and 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 obviously manifest other more physical um uh jobs i mean you still can hurt yourself in a school i understand yeah that. no 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 but 20 20 so uh 20 days for ill health cases and so again, you know, we're all going to be sick here. So I guess you're going to end up with that. Tw so the largest number, 21.6 days for stress, depression, or anxiety. And then 18.4 days for musculoskeletal disorders. So that's a lot of time off. It's a lot of unproductive time. It's, and it's, and it's, it's, it's not achieving the educational outcomes for the kids so that's not happening um it's not it, it's not great for the families when you've got ill health in your own family that's not great it's not good for the family's purse it's not good for the economy it's it's just it's not good oh here we go the big thing it's not good for the nhs mm, you know yeah. people can you know the, the so so you think it can't work in teaching well people really can't think it can't work in the nhs there's a real triple negative to the NHS. So there is, you know, the fact that you that attract and re, um, retain great staff, expensive staff to mm. train mm. are leaving the industry because it's too hard and it's thankless. Well, they, you know, it's not thankless, but you know. No, yeah. They, they're getting sick themselves, right? Our population is more sick than it should be, so therefore they are contributing to the overwork of the NHS because if we gave people more time, they would spend less time being sick and being in the NHS. Oh, it's a quick quadruple negative. Um, <laughs> and and, and oh, I can't remember what the last one is there. There you go, this is a triple negative. So, so the thing is, that you, so all of the elements that we're pulling together in terms of how we uh, construct our economy moving forward are all all can be summed up by if we had more time to be better people dot 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 yeah right we have more health less in the nhs we will get better educational outcomes so less uh issues around um you know uh, young people not fulfilling on their p potential you know, 
it we have a, a lower footprint on our planet quite mm. a good thing we have better equity in the in the workplace which is good for our economy it's good you know if we can engage more people who struggle to engage with the with the workplace full-time if we can get them into full-time full-time income but not full-time work then that's better for the economy mm-hmm. they're drawing less benefits because they can actually do something that that um that, that gives them that edu- that um economic makes them an economic unit which you know for the government is is a good thing yeah absolutely and again like you said it is that looking at you've just taken it from looking at the data and the statistics and everything that schools love everything that leaders love (laughs) well and if you think about it what happens you know what are the what are the stresses that happen that mean a child doesn't learn well in school Mm parental unemployment or underemployment and so and then at so which is a, a parent that's got the wrong sort of time on their hands not enough income in the family mm-hmm. um uh, you know and then there's their own the child's own engagement with it so if we can increase the way that families can operate and so you know parents have more time for each other so therefore yeah what yeah parental relationships Absolutely. not functioning well well if I'm on a train at six o'clock in the morning and then I'm coming back at eight o'clock at night how am I ever supposed to have a relationship with my partner let alone my children and community collaboration as well I think like what's come out of like the pandemic and us all being so isolated and again from a school perspective I think parents have noticed that too is that um if you're if you're collaborating with your school working together learning together there are ways of increasing the well-being the health the value of um a child's education and therefore a teacher's like output as well it's not all quantity and numbers based and we have to take all of the things that we've learned from the pandemic you know i mean having parents having to be involved in their children's education in such a way has never happened before and it might never happen again yeah and so therefore what do we learn from that there were obviously some negative things but what were the positive things about and how can we continue that engagement with our parents because let's face it a child does well at school if its parents care yeah Uh, yeah and it's not that parents don't care well sure there are probably are some that don't but it's not on the whole parents don't care they just don't have time to care Mm. well and also I think we there are so many intersections there as well like you said like if a parent is you know focused on providing the best for their child their focus might be more work-based but with the best will and intention in the world not realizing that time is also just as valuable but it's that it's just constant catch-22 and something like the four-day work week where you have assigned boundaries it is a strategy, it is something that is taking into account employer voice, parental collaboration, a case-by-case basis looking at um, how schools operate individually and how we can still ensure those best outcomes. So what are our sort of non-negotiables and what ca- how can we then make the flexible four-day hybrid week work around this set yeah 
boundaries for our employees, for our students, because ultimately that's what a brand does. It's part of a brand identity, um, which is what I, you know, try to talk to schools about as well to say, you're not just a well-oiled machine. You are an identity and a brand within yourself. And if you can bring this in, you will, like you said, like the evidence is there. They will see that improvement in results in staff well-being recruitment retention student well-being student performance and just i mean who wouldn't want that really (laughs) and and i'm I'm reminded when you talk about that sort of stuff when my children were young um and i went along to one of those parenting things as you do and they and and this will be a line that you as a as a teacher will certainly know as a parent will certainly know but um the the line was children spell love t-i-m-e yeah yeah right and so actually what we're what we're recognizing at its heart is what children really need um, and then and, and then another thing that I use a lot with employers is I say that as as employers we need to remember that we borrow our people from their lives mm. yeah that's such a good way of putting it yeah yeah that because makes a lot of sense everything in place right and um and and so I get a lot of a lot of I I, I always get a pause of silence after that yeah yeah you know it's that oh, yeah I know, and and there are always going to be people who want to work really long hours. And you know, I'm okay, fine, let them. I think a society shifts away from valuing it. Um, you know, it 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 is it has got to be a really important thing for us to start um focusing on. Mm, no. You know, that we don't um we don't have that sort of um attitude towards work um Brene Brown who was a a, you know a large uh, thing she has a fantastic quote which is it takes courage to say yes to rest and play in a culture where exhaustion is seen as a status symbol absolutely I love Brene Brown and again her book is read by so many leaders um dare to lead yeah yeah this this is the interesting thing though you know we're going oh you know we we value exhaustion Mm. and I'm sure teaching is just it's a badge of honor that you are so exhausted by teaching well but why why is it a badge of honor you know let's stop valuing the wrong things let's value the fact that you had back to your point around what are your non-negotiables well your non-negotiable is that you've got a whole pile of kids that came out of the school out of each day that learned something Mm. meaningful towards the goal of them becoming proper human grown-ups functioning members of society that's what you're teaching them yeah. you're giving them skills and things but i ideally then what we're looking for is functioning members of society when they when they leave your care um and we got to each day feel like we have not valued exhaustion but we have valued that and just like just to kind of end on just that note really because like you said at the very beginning when you talked about being agile and I sometimes think we as teachers especially having been a teacher for the majority of my well pretty much 80% of my career uh, we value 
even if it's unconsciously or subconsciously, the burnout, presenteeism, exhaustion as being the sort of pinnacle of career progression, performance, etc. But what we don't realize is just how adaptable teaching as a profession is. And as much as we, it is, you know, I've described it for as a, as a well-oiled machine. And yes, it can feel and seem very limiting, but we're mm. clever people. We know, and we do adapt. So we could, yes. if with the right mindset and with the grit and with the sort of knowledge to know that this isn't going to be another it's not a smooth ride it's not necessarily going to work first time and in a linear way but it is possible for teachers students parents governors all the stakeholders to adapt to a four-day work week philosophy for the better it is possible if we're agile if we're adaptable it took Henry Ford three years to put it in his 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 organization. So that's a private company, yeah, quite diverse. But it took him three years. So mm. it's not something where you have to go right. We're going to do this now. Absolutely. This is how it's going to work, and we're going to do yeah. it now. Yeah. Um. And that's why we that's why we run six month pilot programs. And some organizations like Unilever are doing eighteen months. You know, we we um we run the pilot for a period of time so people can find their way of doing it so the the way so the way our program works is that you 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 engage with it a minimum of three months before you start your pilot so therefore and so first thing we do is do some base um uh, research uh, so we get you know your how what's your point what's your company's point now what's your state of play now so therefore we can be measuring the change and so we get that research out of the way and we get you preparing your people and working with your people to so that when the trial starts so the trial doesn't start on day one it starts you know a good month ahead of time and so your your people are starting to think about what are the things what are some of the structural things we'll need to do differently what are some of the what you know what are some things I'm going to stop doing what are some things I need support with what is productivity so all of that sort of stuff and then we encourage people through the pilot to um to to talk to each other and to talk with their mentors and test different things so for some kind, and, and and you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Most companies, when they do a four day week, close on a Friday. That is quite universal. Eighty percent of companies uh, would suggest are doing it that way. It doesn't mean you have to though. Mm. And I think that the reason why there are so many that do it is because that's how people think of it, and it's the easy thing. So therefore, the companies that have thought, okay, I can do that they're the ones that have jumped on nice and early because they're going, oh, I'm just closing the office on Friday. Um, it's, and it's never as easy as just making that decision. Let me tell you that now. But what we do is we encourage people to find what is their own way of reducing work time and, and, and to try different things. And so Perpetual Guardian, when it started, was a four-day week. They didn't close on a Friday. They just people had different days off. But it's ended up being a 32-hour workplace because we have fathers that want to walk their daughters to school. Yeah. At 10 o'clock in the morning, I walk my daughter to school. A time that he will never get back mm. in any other way. Um, how good is that for him as, and, and for his daughter? 
um how's it's good for his health because he's out there walking and he has to then walk home it's good for his wife because she gets up gets herself out the door and goes to work and doesn't have to worry about all of the things about getting out to things and then he arrives at work and 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 he's a happy man and he fights very hard to keep his productivity up because walking his daughter to school is the most important thing that we can give right we can give him all sorts of other employee benefits but walking his daughter to school is the most important and so he will work hard for that. And he will not leave our business to go to work for somebody else because they can't offer him the ability to walk his daughter to school. Yeah. Yeah. So it, there are so many little things that when we, when we start that, when you start your pilots, you're looking for your little trigger points within your school, within your community that are going to mean that you can make it a success, not just for the pilot, but in the long term too. And then and that, the other thing to recognize is it's not a set and forget. You do have to keep working on it. But then you do with anything, right? Exactly. And that's something that through the pilot program, through the mentoring, um, the four-day work week supports you with. Yeah. So you'd support yeah. a school with that. Um, and if yeah. um, have you had, just out of interest, apart from like I've spoken to the schools that I work with about it and trying to get them on board and you know for, I, when you're talking about the time spans I always think perhaps like the summit for us the summer term which is um uh April like kind of after, after Easter <laughs> yeah after Easter so sort of you're prepared for September to sort yeah. of launch the pilot program that would perhaps be an effective time period um yeah. I mean but yeah. like you said it might be different for different schools um and schools have you had any schools that have taken it on board i i don't know because i'm not connected into actually who's who's started signing up for the program um we've and, and so yes yeah, so i sorry can't ask that question no, but, but i will respect you on that um but 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 it does it does um it does warrant some thought uh, yeah. as to whether perhaps we run a specific school's only session um uh for schools that want to look at trying to do this there is some so so we have in the uk we have a couple a couple of partners on our journey so we have the four-day week campaign who i've already referred to we also partner with autonomy okay um who are um you know a, a think tank um they they are um they uh and and you, people will probably know who they are but if you look on their website they actually have done some research on schools right that's that doesn't necessarily focus on the solutions but it does it it gives you lots of statistics back to the fact that everybody likes statistics yeah but it also has lots of sort of information around some you know what might be the path where we can start guiding this and what that might look like yeah and so therefore um you know how how do we roll that in and it might be that you know you have to roll it in at in a portion of the school yeah uh, and yes yeah and um, you don't you know not not everything has to run um the way that you know pilot programs can be very individual and that's so how do you uh, back to the uh how do you engage with us i promise you <laughs> so, um so yeah so the information sessions i believe are all full but what I would suggest you do is if you go onto our website, which is www.4dayweek.com, so number four, uh, we actually have um, the UK pilot sign up form. Go on there and fill it in 
and actually make some notes about the fact that you're what you're wanting to do. Um, and our pilot people um, who uh, are monitoring this will then be able to come in and um, and have a bit of a chat to you. So at the bottom of the form, it says pilot program numbers, how many of your staff? Just if that's a free text field, just write in there, we're a school and we'd like to talk further or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, and we, can, we can then certainly look at, you know, if we get enough schools that want to do it, and I'm, I'm challenging you out there, schools, put your hands up if you want <laughs> some help, because realistically, we probably would need, you know, at least five or 10 to put together a specific thing. Um, then. Um, then you know let's let's have a look and see if we can create this groundswell you are not alone out there there are mm -hmm. lots of people that want to support the education system to do this and so that would be the place we would start thank you so much charlotte and like yeah definitely we'll be coming back to you about that because i'm pretty sure and uh, maybe that's a conversation we have off podcast um, about getting the schools engaged because i think it is something yeah. that could be transformative really and i know that sounds a bit cliche but it's true it is transformative for and if we can get a few schools on you know a few schools on for the for the for the the new school year you're, yeah. you're right and then, and then let's just, let's as a school community work towards actually running a really big pilot program in the summer term next year. Absolutely. So giving ourselves that whole year to get enough people on board and forming enough people going through the process because it is a well-oiled machine, mm. but it doesn't, those cogs don't turn very Absolutely. fast. Absolutely. So therefore it's about how, what is the, let's create a structured, conversation that gets more and more people understanding how we're going to get there if some of the schools will continue to do it and, and new schools come on board then that's great they will start to provide some of the evidence that's needed we have academic research that runs alongside our program so there will be statistics and stuff that will come out of that but then actually how do we pull that conversation around so 2023 is the year that we can really pull a school you know a, a really great school collaborative program together and you've said it here first on the podcast so we'll watch this space thank you so much charlotte for your time no i really appreciated it and i will tag the book the website and all of the information um about the four-day work week uh, and how you can kind of con how you can contact um yourself um uh within the podcast excellent and anyone's always happy to connect with me on linkedin love thank you people. it's been so great right. to speak to you speak to you soon bye, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, please do leave us a review and share it with your friends and family so they can also learn all about what school should be. Until next time, speak to you soon.